If you will, this morning, turn with me to our text, which is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. John, chapter 4, verse 32. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Let us pray. O merciful Lord, how great thou art. We thank thee, O Lord, for that which you have brought here today. We pray for those who are not with us this morning, Lord, that thy spirit would be upon them and them to lead them into thy truth be united with us as we seek and endeavor to follow thee, Lord. I ask this morning that you would be pleased to work in our hearts and our souls and draw us to thy feet. Give us a desire to hear the one thing needful. Oh Lord, may you be pleased to, to drive out all the things in our minds that come in and Distract us, Lord, and we take our mind from Thee. And Lord, may You lay the, us captive before Thee as, as Your audience, that You would fill our hearts and our souls and our minds with Thy presence and Thy love. And Lord, may You receive all glory for great things Thou hast done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We come to this passage today in John four thirty-two, when Jesus said... But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. And the first thing that strikes me about this passage is I chuckle sometimes at those that I've heard one recently tell me that everything in the Bible is literal. And everything has a literal understanding. And, and so whatever is said is the truth. And if we endeavor to follow Christ and what he says here, um, certainly that would lend us to believe that Jesus had some hidden fish or some kind of meat because the disciples had went out to buy food and Jesus was left there hungered and thirsting and very weak. And as they returned, he had this to say to them that he had meat to eat that they know not of. So we get in a lot of uh, trouble when we start to take the literal interpretation all the time in the Word and and equally is a problem when we, when we take uh, literal interpretation and then we take uh, what we would call spiritual interpretation. We mix the two together and come out with something else. And what I mean by that is not in the dependence upon the Holy Spirit. There are those today that believe they don't need the Holy Spirit to interpret the Word of God. I've heard those people. They've said that. We don't need the Holy Spirit to interpret the Word of God. And that's true. It is true. To an unlightened man. Man can study this Bible. Man do, does it all the time. Theology uh, is rampant all in this nation. There are colleges filled with people studying this book today. It is true. You could study this without the Holy Spirit. But you're never going to be able to understand it. That's what the Lord said to us. Is He would send us the Spirit. And the Spirit would testify of what Christ said. This is the word. This is the word that Christ spoke. And he would take the things of Christ and he would show them unto us. We can't get there any other way. So just those two observations, as we come to this passage, I'm going to start today with a question, and I'll probably end with the same question, is, is this true of you? To say these words that Christ said. Because if we be in Christ, 
And if we be in the union of Christ, that vital union that was from eternity, if we be in Christ, these words are our words. And that's a question for you today. Do you have meat to eat that those next to you know nothing about? You say, well, wait a minute. I'm an open epistle read by all men. Yes, you are. Jesus said this to his disciples, his friends, the ones that were with him every day and saw the miracles and heard what he had to preach. And yet Jesus said this to them that he had meat to eat, which clearly understand stood now, we understand this is spiritual, that they know not of. But yet they followed him and they saw him every day but there was an inner presence. There was a communion with His Father. And you and I today should, if we be in Christ, have that same testimony. That we have meat to eat that others know not of. That's the inner presence and the strength in the inner man that we'll get to here shortly. And that is not an age thing. We have... Groups in here on the youngest all the way up to the oldest. And I'd ask you all the same question. Do you have meat to eat that others know not of? There is a, a oneness that the Lord has with His children. And that union is so deep in the soul that He communes with that one over and over again. That's why when you read the Psalms and you read David, as Stephanie and I did this week, we... We marvel that David's declension in his soul. Six verses was all the psalm was. And at the beginning, he was so distraught. And he said, my enemies are all around me. And, 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 and Lord, where are you? Where are you, Lord? I don't know where you are. Where, why have you withdrawn yourself from me? And by the end of the psalm, he was lifted out of the pit. And he said, but I trust in you, Lord. That's that inner presence of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that's what I ask you today. There are things, I hope you've experienced this, that you cannot explain to the one sitting next to you. You can't. That has happened so many times in my life. The Lord has fed me in the Word while I'm standing before you, but it hadn't come out of my mouth. I can't articulate what the Lord is saying to me because it's to me. It's to my soul. That's the relationship that he has with his sheep. Is there a meat that you have to eat upon? Is there food for your soul that Christ in you is that food? That no matter how much the person loves you that's sitting next to you and how much they know you and how much they walk with you and how much they live with you, there is an inner presence that they don't know the depth of how Christ ministers to you and how He is your Lord of your soul and the Lord of your life. And that's what we see. It's, it's an interesting passage because the disciples didn't know it. Jesus would explain later in 34, and we'll get to that a little later, what He said this meat was. And that meat was to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish his work. I wonder 
if that's our testimony this morning, why are you here? Why are you on earth today? Is it to do the will of the Father? Is that what the inner testimony of Christ tells you? That that is your purpose here on this earth? Or do you have an earthly purpose? Now what we'll do this morning is we'll start, and I'm not going to read this whole passage. We know this passage as being when the Lord met the woman at the well. I also am amused at that sometimes when when people say, oh, you know that passage, the woman that, when the Lord came and saved that woman at the well, he saved a lot more that day than just that woman at the well. But as we read today in four, beginning in verse 4, there was a need for him to go through Samaria. He was going to do the will of the Father and going to his lost sheep. He was going to do the will of his Father to go and save his people from their sins. That was what that meat was that they knew not of. But we're even told right there in verse 6 how weary Jesus was, which shows His humanity. He's hungry, He's weak, and He's thirsty. And we know He's hungry because we're told in verse 8 the disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. We know that these disciples were not rich. We know that they didn't have provision made for them every day. So every day they had to look at the bag that Judas held. Later we're told what a scoundrel he was. How he kept the bag. How he stole from the bag. So they had need every day to go and buy what they had need of. And they did that. And the Lord made provision for them in that way. So they went away to buy meat. And the Lord is sitting there on this well. But he must needs be there. Because one of his children is being drawn to him. And so they have this long discourse and, and dialogue. And Jesus said unto her in, in verse 10, He answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God. Now we're told later on that this was a very religious woman. She had studied and learned of things about this Messiah all of her life. Fathers taught her about in the mountain and what they worshipped and everything, so she wasn't ignorant. But yet Jesus said she was. He said, if you only knew the gift of God, if you only knew the depth of what the Lord gives His children every day, that meat that we talked about, that meat in the soul that's so deep and so strengthened in the inner man if that's something we can recall every day, if it is, we would live high above the world. We would live above the sin of this world. We'd live above the tabloids of this world. We'd live above the stress that's caused every day in our jobs or our families or whatever it is. But we can't. We're in the same position she is if we knew the gift of God, experientially speaking. We know it. We could sit up here and talk about, yes, He came to save His people from their sins. She knew it. She could speak about, there's a, the anointed ones coming. But yet, the Lord looked into her soul and said, if only you knew. You and I need to hear that voice this morning. The shepherd's voice. Who's telling us the remedy to all of our problems. The anxiety that we have in our soul right now over whatever it is. Family members, job, whatever it is. 
We have anxiety. We have angst. But if only we knew. If only we knew the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. We would have asked. We would have come to the throne. We would have said, Lord, I need thee. As I said, David, as he's sitting there crying out, Lord, where have you gone? What brought him at the end of that psalm to say, I trust in you, Lord. You are my life, Lord. Wow. That's the meat that's hidden in the child of God. It's the presence to do Christ's will. It's the, it's the desire to do. Paul told us, we have desires of our own in Romans 7. He said, the things, I know there's a desire in me to do that, which the Lord says is right and true and just and righteous. But I can't find it in these members on how to perform that. I can't find it in myself. I've, I've found that in me dwelleth no good thing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who could deliver me from this body of death? Because that's what this body is. It seems to keep gravitating toward the unbelief. It keeps gravitating toward the natural understanding of things here on earth. We lose sight of eternal life. We lose sight of the gift of God. That eternal life is in His Son. So we move down a little bit to verse 14. As they now have dialogue again, um, he talks of this water. He talks of the water of life. He says, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, it is a gift of God, shall never thirst. Shall never thirst. As the Lord fills our soul with that meat and that presence and His righteousness, and He takes us into that place where we can see nothing else. We don't have thoughts of this life. We don't have concerns in this life. They're swallowed up in Him. When that anointing comes, when the Holy Spirit says, this is what Christ has finished for you. That's what His purpose is. To speak to what Christ has done. This is what He's done for you. That's the living water. The water that I shall give up shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That's what the child of God has today. That's what the child of God had then. A well of water. The Holy Spirit that the Lord would give when he left. And he said, you know what? He's going to lead you into all truth. It's far better for you if I go away. We can't understand that. They don't understand that. They couldn't understand it then. There in a minute, we're going to read this and go back to our text and we're going to say, they're going to say how much meat. That, well, we thought you were hungry. You should have been hungry. Because there's no understanding given. He hasn't opened their understanding. He hasn't enlightened them yet. So we fast forward again and we go up to 26. And Jesus, now that has... She said, well, let's go back to 25. She said, the woman said unto him, I told you earlier, she's a religious woman. She said, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called the Christ. I've heard. I've heard he's coming. I've heard about him. You may be in that case today. You may say, I've heard about him. Week after week, I've heard about this Lord. But I don't know if he's come to my soul. I've heard about him. I know he's coming. And when he has come, 
He will tell us all things. And Jesus then says to her in 26, I that speak unto you am He. I am the Messiah. I am the gift of life. I am your sustenance. I am everything. I am what you, what you desire to know. And then we sit there and we think, well, did he open her understanding? Well, I'd take you down to verse 29 where she says, Come, see a man which told me all the things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? He's told me everything. He, she ran and she, she witnessed to the others, I found him. And we know that at how this text ends today, in 42, they said, and they said unto the woman, Now we believe. These are all the ones that came to see him. Not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. So that's our background. He must needs go there. He's got people of God. He's got ones he must save. He's got ones there that he must reveal himself to. And then we come to 31. In the meanwhile, after all of this is said, the disciples come back now. They have bought the bread. It's time to eat. They're rushing back to Jesus who was wearied. And they said, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, come eat. We know you must be famished because Jesus was man. But Jesus was God. I don't know about you, but I know that when the Lord sustains me with Himself, I'm not thinking about hunger. I'm not thinking about the physical things in this life. We have that throughout the Scriptures. We have some that fasted many days and many nights waiting. How? It's the Lord's presence. It's a meat. That's a sustaining meat. And that's what Jesus says to them in our text. He said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. So they come to Him in 31. The disciples are, are kind of uh, urgent. They want Jesus to hurry and eat. They're, they're very... Uh, they, they want to see Jesus eat because they're very concerned for Him and His weakness. And Jesus says to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. And in 33, the disciples said to one another, Has any man brought him out to eat? Has anybody said, Oh, I, I think we know what happened. While we were gone, he must have ate. Somebody around here must have brought him some food. We've been gone a while. He must have had physical food because that's what he's saying. I have meat to eat up. That's their understanding. Is that yours today? So that's what we started with. Is that where we're lost at? The, the literal interpretation. Do we, do we not see the depth that's couched in the Word that only the Holy Spirit can mine and bring forth to the child of God? Because he makes it vivid here in 34. And he says, Jesus said unto them, My meat 
is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. That's the meat. That's what He, he came to save His people. He came, that's what He came to do. And the Lord, the Father, sustained Him in what He gave Him to do. So there's our question today. And now we're going to look at this a little bit deeper as we examine the meat. What is that to you and I? Is there an inner presence in you? Is there something in you that even the one that sits next to you, maybe you've been married many, many years. Are there things in your soul that Christ has met you there, the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that you can't articulate? you haven't articulated? Turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 3. It's our first stop this morning as we look at this Ephesians chapter 3 and we'll just begin well we'll begin in verse 14. Jesus says, for this cause, not Jesus didn't say that, sorry, Paul wrote this, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, now here's where we're headed, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. This is that meat Jesus spoke of. Paul is desiring that for the, for the believers at Ephesus. For the church at Ephesus. He says, do you experience this? Is this something you can readily say with me today that the Lord has strengthened me in the inner man? That He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by the, His Spirit in the inner man. Now what does He strengthen us with? What is that meat that is in and secures our soul? That is the anchor of our soul? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That the faith of His own giving leads you to see that Christ dwells in your heart. That Christ is there. Christ is that meat. That ye being rooted and grounded in love, the love of God, the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Ghost. This is what I'm saying. Are there, have you experienced the love of Christ that you can't articulate? That you just know His presence and you've been assured that He is your Lord. My Lord and my God. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints. Past, present, future. All saints. What is the breadth and length and depth and height of the love of God? And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. I have meat to eat that you know not of. That meat is that relationship that you have in your soul. 
Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what He tells us at the end of this. He says, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. See, where sin abounds, grace does great, greatly more abounds. He does more than we could ever think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. That's Him. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. World without end, which means ages to ages. World without end means the Lord forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't waver. He's the same. It's the same meat that He would reveal to the disciples that they had to live on once He was gone. It's the same meat that you and I have in our... And the, and the saints of old had. And hopefully the saints going forward that come from us or that are in this world. And Paul ends that with amen. Lord, it's eternal love. It's your eternal goodness. No one can put an end to the reign of Christ. Nobody can put an end to His kingdom. Do you have that meat? Is that, your, is that your sustenance? Is that what you live on daily? As the world falls around, around you, and we certainly see that every day. We got rumors of war every day. We got people saying the economy's going to fall. We, we don't even want to get to our political realm. I'm sure as you are as I, you don't even want to turn the TV on anymore. It's horrible good don't turn it on because Christ is the same yesterday today and forever he's the meat and the world's not going to know that meat and there's going to be some around you that don't know that meat going to, there's going to be times in your life that that anchor of your soul the Lord gives faith to sturdy and strengthen you when everything else and everyone else around you is so weary and so troubled that's his faithfulness that's what we sang this morning great is his faithfulness Now go with me, please, to over 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Just for a little bit. We know this ground. We're all familiar with this ground because it's, it tells us, he tells the church at Corinth the difference. How the Holy Spirit speaks to the child of God. That's how we started today. We can't understand the Word of God. We can't even begin to know the Word of God. We can't even begin to know Christ without the Holy Spirit. We'll just pick up in um, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. The things that God has prepared for them that love Him. I said that again to, to put that in, emphasize what the Lord has done. Eye has not seen it. Ear has not heard. Christ said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. There are so many things we haven't seen. There's so many things. But why do we trust Him? Why do we believe that He is the Lord of tomorrow? Why do we believe? Why do we have faith to look into tomorrow and say, but my Lord reigneth? 
Because maybe we don't tomorrow. Maybe we get up and we're very troubled. What's going to calm us then? What's going to be different for the child of God that's different that the world doesn't have? It's the meat that they know not of. But God has revealed them unto us by Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That's how we started. The Word of God is searched by the Holy Spirit. That's what I said. You know, we could come to this, our text today, and everybody look at it, well, that's great. He, he had some food. He didn't have food. He was, he was nourished in his soul. He was sustained. The Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? It's interesting. We can know our fellow man just by the look on their face. Oh, that one's angry. That one's scared. That one looks like it's up to mischief. We can read one another. How do we know? We can see by what, how they act. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. You can't, you can't discern God that way. That's what Paul said. You can't, you can't come to His Word and say, I don't need the Holy Spirit. You can, but you're not going to know the mind of God and the mind of Christ. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. That, what He just said, was the Spirit of the world. We don't need You, Lord. You know how intelligent we are? We can do all kinds of studying and come to what this Word means. Sometimes, sometimes I'll um, I'll look at the Greek and something if I'm I'm looking at uh, a word or something and I'll look at the Greek and it's frustrating. It's actually more frustrating to me than it is helpful because you'll have like five or six different meanings. Well, this one has to be used in this and this, and you just sit there going, oh, "Lord, just just teach me, teach me." Because once again, we're we're going back to man to determine what's the truth. What does the Bible tell us? Well, we've not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That's it. That's how. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Notice I didn't say comparing spiritual things with physical. He didn't, did it? Because that's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He's to, to reveal what is spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. I got news for you. There's part of us that will never receive that, and that's that old nature. And they're foolishness unto him. And it's foolishness to our old nature to sit and to trust and believe. And it looks hopeless to question everything. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, not the work of man. I don't care how, you don't, don't, don't stand up and tell me I'm spiritual today so I can discern everything. That, that goes back into that man can know man by the way he looks. And then you know there's high-mindedness there, just say, okay. 
He that is spiritual judges all of them. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. He humbles and he teaches the child of God the truth. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You know what that is? That's meat that man knows not. That's it. We have meat to eat. It's the mind of Christ. That's what he gives his children. It's the delight. It's the delight in the inner man. Paul said in Romans 7.22, I delight in the law of God after the inner man. And think about that, what I just said. That was in Romans 7. That's, what it, that's where it was brought to. But, but I delight in the law of God after the inner man. Not the not the old nature. He, he don't delight. I, he's wanting to do all kind of things, and I can't I can't control him. But praise be to God. He can deliver me. He can deliver me from that body. So we see in this passage today. And let's go back to our text now in John four. We see in our text that his meat, the meat that I I have meat to eat that you know not of, that meat to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work, that meat is to save his people from their sins. Is your meat salvation? Is that inner person, is that inner man that the Holy Spirit is teaching, does he tell you that you're secure in him? Does He apply salvation to you? Does He show you that the blood of the Lamb was shed for you? That's, that's meat. And everything that the Lord did and, and had to do to finish the work that the Father gave Him was that meat that's not seen by man's physical eye. Then we come to verse 33. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath a man brought him ought to eat? Hasn't he eaten something? Isn't, isn't that meat what's so important? I mean, you, you need to have that to sustain you. What Jesus said in John 6, 27, He said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth. Lord, every day I, I labor, and then on Mondays I go to the grocery store and I buy $500 worth of groceries and and they're gone by the end of the week. And then I labor some more. And I go back Monday. And I, But the Lord said, labor not for the meat which perishes. So am I living wrong by working for the food? Well, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about for sustaining life. He's talking about for sustaining spiritual life. He's talking about what, what, is, what is meat for the soul. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, that which is spiritual, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. That's John six twenty seven. He shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. He's ordained the Son to give life and to sustain life in himself. He's given him the preeminence over all things. Let's go over to John 6. Just turn your pay, uh, finger, turn with me over to John 6. Minute. We just read 27. I don't want to pick up there in 27. I want to start in 35. This is when Jesus was telling them he was the bread that came down from heaven. 
And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. This is the meat. This is all, I'm Lord willing, this morning, trying to point to you what the Lord said that meat is. When you, when I asked you the question in the in this morning when we started, do you have that meat that no man knows of? It's deep in your soul that the Lord is witness to you, that that the Lord takes in you and communes with you every day. He gives you that, speaks to you in that still small voice, and he speaks to you, and but with, with power to show an assurance that he is the bread of life, that he come, that he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Well, we just heard how Christ is discerned by the Holy Spirit. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Do you have that meat in your soul that you will come to Him? That the Lord will draw you to Him? Is that an assurance to you this morning? All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast off out. I'm eternally secure in my Savior. And what is the sustaining meat that, that I could tell you that I testify of today is that He's performed all things for me. Present, past, future. He's done it all. That's what He's going to say right here. For I came not, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. That's my meat. But listen to these two precious verses. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which He's given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Did you hear that? Secured. Everything from cradle to grave for the child of God and after the grave is secured. I will raise it again at the last day. Our resurrection life is in Christ. That's why I sit back and I marvel at times when the Lord takes me into the depth of what He's done. Because I, I sit there and I try sometimes to contrive the plan of salvation. I say, gosh, how glorious is that? I mean, there's no way. I, our smartest computers in this world could have come, come up with that way. But He did. And everything the child of God needs in this life and the life to come has been ordained in Christ. Our meat. Listen, if you don't believe that, he says it again. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son, that's how we see Him today, by faith. Everyone, that means their age, my age, the in-between age, the age to come, as long as the Lord says there's time and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. That's where our life is. Our life is hid in Christ. Our life is Christ. And I will raise Him up at the last day. It blows my mind. It really does. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. 
He is so faithful to His children. As we come back to our text, just flipping back again. We saw the disciples come to Him in 31. Oh, oh, so concerned. Lord, You need to eat. And our text this morning, But He said unto them, I have meat to eat that You know not of. So I ask You again this morning, of what's been said this morning, that meat that He made provision, that meat of Christ, the meat that is Christ, the meat that is His finished work, the meat of Him doing the Father's will, if we be in Christ, is that the meat you have in your soul today? I have meat to eat that you know not of. May the Lord quicken that to us in our minds and our hearts and our souls as we go and sojourn in this wilderness till the Lord is pleased to take us out of it to reveal to us daily that He is that meat. And it doesn't matter if the world doesn't see it. We don't need to be validated by the world. That's another point He's trying to make. You know not of this. It's that inner strengthening in the inner man. May the Lord strengthen each and every one of us now as it pleases Him. Dear Heavenly Father, may You add Thy power, Thy clarity, all for Thy glory, and for thy name's sake, Lord, for truly thou art worthy to be praised and honored for great things thou hast done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.